to Amplify, the Revolution Hair podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally. Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as a community of inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Direct Sellers Association of Canada, the mark of trust and integrity for the direct selling industry. Always look for the DSA logo. Now, today our theme is strength and spirit, and our special guest, Tanya Deshan, will be giving us insights on how she protects her well-being on a daily basis. We had the pleasure of hearing from Tanya a few years ago at our annual summit, and let's just say she's been a little busy since then. Over the last 16 years and with her family by her side, Tanya has made premium loose leaf tea the daily norm by turning tea lovers into business owners through her direct sales company, Sipology. Her journey started in 2006, and then in 2012, everything aligned when Tanya and Haddam, her husband, entered CBC's Dragon's Den and partnered with Jim Tree Living and David Chilton. Today, Sipology has millions in annual sales and thousands of consultants across North America selling loose leaf tea and accessories. The company has been recognized year over year as one of Profit 500, Canada's fastest growing companies, and Tanya was proclaimed as Canada's number one female entrepreneur by W100. She's received the Ernst & Young Entrepreneurial Winning Women Award and has been listed as one of six women to watch on Forbes.com. Without further ado, please help us welcome the always fun and inspiring Tanya Jashan. Hi, Tanya. Uh, hi. Hi, ladies. Oh, my God. First of all, I have to say, Grace, you could totally have like a voice of a meditation app. Like, <laughs> I'm listening to you and I'm like, wow, she is like, woo. So oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so good to say, oh, well, we can see you, but it's so good to have you join us today. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem, ladies. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Oh, and we just have so much to catch up on. But before we even get started, we just want to say a huge congrats to you on all the success of Sipology over the years. Um, we had originally written over 16 short years. We're like, man, that's not short. 16 <laughs> years of incredible ups and downs and growth. Um, you know, for anyone who's listening today, we want to start by really just sharing how you discovered your passion for tea and how you turned it into a business. Let's start right at the beginning. Absolutely. Um, so I, you know, my husband and I were on a little getaway in Nova Scotia 16 years ago. And um, we were at our very first bed and breakfast that we stayed at. They served us uh, a loose leaf tea called Cream of Earl Grey. And everything about this tea just made me really happy. I mean, we, we had just kind of come out of a, a bit of a traumatic experience. I shouldn't say that it was pretty traumatic. We had had a miscarriage and it was our first and we were, you know, it wasn't something that we were, that was on, like, we didn't think that would happen to us, but it did. And that's what brought us to Nova Scotia. Um, and when I discovered this tea, I just, it, it made me so happy. The smell of it, the taste of it, 
that I brought a whole bunch of it home to my friends and family and started, you know, sort of introducing them to it, not because I wanted to sell it right away. It was because I just really loved it. And I just wanted them to love it too. And, um, and they did. And that was when I had this, just this idea of like, you know what, maybe I'll just start researching loose leaf tea more and, and bringing on more, um, purchasing more stuff, more flavors. And, um, maybe I'll just start a little tea party business. I'll start introducing people uh, to this loose leaf tea through tea parties or tea events. And um, that's what I did. I, I went and started researching all of the teas, where I was going to get them from. Um, came out with the name Steep Tea at the time was what our company was called. Um, and then I had like a little catalog that I made off my computer and I started booking parties. Now, let's just be clear. It wasn't like, Oh, I just started booking parties. It was that easy. I mean, I went through, you know, months of nobody wanting to do anything for me. They're like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. But no, I'm kind of busy. And it wasn't until a friend of a friend of a friend, um, said, you know, my, my friend is looking for someone to book a party for her, that that person was like, yeah, I'd love to have a party for her. And it was like around Christmas time. And I, I remember going to that party and thinking, wow, I better, really wow these people like this is the only party I have on the calendar and I did and from that party I booked six more parties and then those parties grew into six to 12 to 14 I mean I was wow. doing 15 parties a month on my own and I was pregnant again and this time things were going you know really well and it looked like it was going to go full term so that was when I decided like eight months later I was going to turn this into a direct selling company. And, you know, a lot of people, one of the number one questions I get asked all the time is why did you choose direct sales and not retail stores? Yeah. Right. Well, there's two reasons. One, I was very familiar with direct sales. I had been a rep for um, a a partner, a um, direct selling company during my college years. And it helped me, you know, pay for my books or help me do extracurricular activities. It was just a great little side income that I, I loved. And I loved the aspect of having, you know, hosts who got free products and, you know, and it just, I love the whole concept. And I thought tea and parties goes really well together. So that was first reason. Second reason was because my husband and I had already, we, we owned three subway franchises. So we understood how much rent costs in a strip mall in a mall in, in any it doesn't even matter like how many cups of tea am I gonna have to sell to pay for rent and so yeah. it was like no-brainer it was direct sales all the way and not retail um so fast forward like I brought on my first uh consultant we call them sophologists now uh in December no sorry in September 20 um Eight, 2008 and her and I just you know grew this company for the first three four years in Ontario trade shows parties um you know I was I was very um good at PR so I had myself in like local magazines and local um TV shows and newspapers so I I was really working hard here in Ontario Um, And then we wanted to expand outside of Ontario into other provinces, which we eventually did. But what I didn't realize at the time, four years in, is that because I'm really not good at finances. So please don't ask me any financial questions. (laughs) 
I promise. <laughs> uh, I'm really good at sales and marketing, but not so much. It's like the finance part. And I was losing boatloads, boatloads of money. Like as fast as the money was coming in, it was going out just as fast. And I was selling upwards of $250,000 a year by year yeah. three. And my husband came, you know, started kind of really paying attention to what I was doing because he was running the subways. And uh, he's like, I've got good news and bad news. He goes, the good news is like, holy crap. Like you can sell like nobody. Like this is amazing. Like you're selling tea, a lot of it. He goes, the bad news is that we're like $60,000 in debt because of your hobby business. And he's like, we're going to have to like shut this down. Like we can't afford this. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, this is not good. I can't, I can't shut this down because I have like 300 consultants who are depending on me to, to make this work. And so he gave me an ultimatum. He's like, okay, by this time next year, if you sell $500,000 in sales, um, starting now until a year from now, he goes, I will sell all of our subway franchises and I will join you full time and be the CEO of this company. Cause he has an amazing background. Like he's mm -hmm. a, like a school nerd. Like he has his MBA, his engineering degree, his computer engineering. Like he's a total like <laughs> smarty pants. Right. So, but I can sell. He, he's not good at that. It's <laughs> a great team. Oh, I was great say. So I did it. I did it. It was like $502,000. And he's like, <laughs> Damn, I really thought he, I don't think he thought I could do it. So he's like, okay, I'll be true to my word. So he, we sold all of the franchises and he joined full time and, and like things just really started to blossom after that. Um, and then he, um, it was about a year in a year after he had joined me, I was like, wow, you know what? This is great. Sales are amazing. We're you know, we're making profit now, which is awesome. I said, so let's go into the US now. And he's like, are you like, we can't go to the US. Like, we don't have enough capital to support Canada alone, like a, a US expansion. And I was like, I don't know. I think there's got to be a way we can do this. So I thought about it. I thought about it. And as, as I'm thinking about it, I see an ad come in on Facebook that Dragon's Den was coming to Hamilton for auditions. <laughs> and it was like, that's it. We're going on Dragon's Den. Oh my, like, oh my goodness. God, you're killing me, girl. You are killing me. We are not doing Dragon's Den. And I was like, well, why not? And he's like, well, because I don't want to be called a cockroach in front of millions of people by Kevin O'Leary. Like, I just don't think this is a good idea. Anyways, I convinced them that it was. And we, uh, <laughs> we went to auditions, you know, got through that first uh, hoop. And then they called us and said, we love your story where you're going to be on the show. So it was wow. there on the show. And it no, works. Yeah. Well, th there are so many things there. Sorry in that story, <laughs> but I, <laughs> the fact that you work with your husband, oh my gosh, hats off oh, to God. you. Like, yeah. I, d I don't know if I could do it, but uh, you are <laughs> obviously a perfect years. match. So well done. 13 yeah. 13 years we've been working together. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And on, and then the dragon's den. I mean, like, what is it? This the percentage is something like five percent of people that actually get an offer actually come end up getting the funding. So mm. that's um, oh yeah, that's Definitely. that's that's great. Can you tell us about that experience and oh and for sure why you I think, think you ended question. up making it all the way through to the end? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, the one, you know, Adam's like, okay, listen, if we're going to go on this show, we had, we better be like so prepared. So like on top of things with our numbers, our story, everything. And like, I mean, we spent like weeks and weeks. We only had like, I think four or five weeks before we had to get on that show to prepare. And we like, it was like, we were writing an exam. I mean, we would stop people in the middle of the street and be like, Hey, we're going on a drug exam. Can we pitch you? And just to kind of get people. Oh to my God. Like, <laughs> like it was crazy. Cause we were so nervous. Right. Because I've seen, we had watched that show from its inception to, yeah. you know, we were on season seven. So we knew even the most successful businesses can go on that show and totally get chopped apart. If they, if they don't yeah. know their shit. Right. Absolutely. So we, um, so that was one, we were super prepared when we went, one of the, the things that, um, that we, we were told when, before going on Dragon's Den, well, they give you, um, they give you a coach. So Dragon's Den will give you like a, a coach to coach you as to what you should say and, you know, what your, um, what your, uh, what you're asking, like what the offer is that you're presenting. And, um, and I remember we were going to go on the show and we were going to ask for, I think it was 500,000 for 20%. And the math didn't add up. It was like, we were asking for more money. Um, and based on the sales that we had at the time, it would have been like over asking, right. We were mm-hmm. over asking. And the guy, the coach, he said to us, he's like, do you want to go on that show? And, um, you know, talk about your business or do you want to go on that show to, to defend your evaluation? Mm. And he's like, because that's, what's going to happen. And we're like, huh? Okay. So we dropped it to 250,000 for 20%. And I, I mean, it was like a no brainer. Like they had, there was not even like, they couldn't even say to us, you're over evaluating your company, blah, blah, blah. Right. They couldn't because we weren't. Um, like at the time our sales were 1.3 million when we went on the show, like really great, significant sales. Um, we had, we were profitable. Um, it, it just all, everything aligned. Yeah. And so when the due diligence part happened, cause it was like four months of due diligence, mm-hmm. they got their lawyers involved and our lawyers were involved and, you know, people were going through our numbers. There was nothing that we said that wasn't true. In fact, they were more afraid that we were going to back out rather than them back out. They were like, we want you signing right now, right now, right now, right? Because they That's were amazing. pressuring us to sign to get yeah. this deal going. Because a lot of people do that too. They, at the last minute, decide, oh, I don't need you, dragons. I'm going to do it myself, yeah. right? Because they got all this exposure. Right. But I was thinking more long-term with, with my strategy. Right. I was thinking, yeah, I could have done that because yeah, we got great exposure, but what we have gained in the last nine years, it's been nine years since we were on that show mm-hmm. is a Jim and Dave are always by our side. Like we, they're a phone call away. We talk to them all the time. Jim has become and his wife have become super close with us. We've been on the show four times, wow. three updates, a commercial, Right. So all of those things, I mean, you wouldn't get if you said, nope, I don't want your deal anymore. (laughs) So I was really, really thinking long term of how beneficial this would be for us. And that's so 
smart. I mean, you know, we've got quite a few women in our community that have either gone on the show, have been successful on the show. Um, and, and it's just such a smart way to approach it. And for anyone listening who's in the US, I mean, you did mention Kevin O'Leary, but yeah. um, Dragon's Den is obviously the Canadian version of Shark Tank. So, you know, yeah. you can get this sense of, you know, really smart business people, also some you know, crazy stories mixed in, in the show, but to see a success story like yours and to hear the path of how you got there. So very exciting. I mean, to us, it's a no brainer that you would have gotten the deal you did, but I love hearing the smart thinking behind that as well. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And do you know what else I love? I love that you went outside of your comfort zone and you Mm -hmm. went and stopped people on the street. (laughs) Like how many of us wouldn't do that? But that is awesome. That's because we do, we do need to push ourselves outside of these comfort zones. And um, I I really love that. Well done. Well, that's what sales is all about, right? You have to push yourself outside your comfort zone. You're going to, when it comes to sales, you're going to get a lot of no's, a lot more no's than you will yeses. just have to keep going because that's a part of the game. That's, that's just life. People are going to say no to you and you can't take it personally. And, um, but I know I get it. It's hard. It's not, not everyone can just go up to strangers and be like, Hey, I'm pitching my business. Yeah. It's but not easy, but it's a big part of direct selling too. So, you know, it, kind of going back to that theme, I, you know, many, many years ago, uh, I was with pampered chef and for right? me, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. And it was, I loved that time for me. It was such a smart system that taught me about accepting those no's and being okay with rejection because you can't get a yes until you've heard a couple no's. I mean, it's yeah, very that's- rare that that's ever happened. Right. Uh, is that something, you know, how do you work with the consultants that you have? What's kind of your motto that Sipology stands by to help you guys push forward through those no's? It's like, it's like with any business, you know, do you have to get through the nose and it's not, and and most of the time it's not, no, I don't want it. It's like, no, not right now. So you, you just keep them on your warm, your warm, um, you know, list of people that you'll go back to because eventually I hear this all the time, whether it's sales, whether it's sponsoring, um, you know, people sitting on the fence for a year before they're like, oh yeah, I'm ready to join now and become a psychologist or, oh yeah, you know what? I think I want to try that matcha now, but it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't the time for them when they said, no, not right now. And, and you have to just keep moving on and keep talking to people. That's what, yeah. that's, that, that's what this is all about. It's what every business is about networking. It, yeah, you've yes. got to network with people in order to grow your business. And I don't yeah. care what business it is. You have to. Yeah. Right. It's very interesting. It's very interesting you say that because I think it doesn't matter what element of sales you're in. Mm-hmm. People yeah. sometimes want to see how you're performing and see whether you're in it for the long run before they make that commitment. So um, yeah. it's yeah. there is certainly a lot of watching on the sidelines before people will um, make that jump or that leap. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, okay. we're going to talk a little bit about your journey in between, because, you know, back when you spoke at our summit, which feels like just, I don't even know the COVID-19 pandemic, (laughs) it's only two years. It feels like a heck of a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But one of the 
biggest pieces of feedback we got from everyone who attended that event was just how much they appreciated your honesty, your authenticity in sharing your journey along uh, mental health and really taking care of yourself. Because, you know, we've talked about all the great things that have come so far about you and your business, but everyone experiences some challenges along the way. Did you want to share some of the ins and outs of, um, you know, your journey and maybe some of the tips that you've picked up along the way that can help others? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess first and foremost, my biggest message to people is that, you know, you, we are, you, if you're, if you're suffering from anxiety, depression, I don't know, um, bipolar, I don't know, whatever it is that you're suffering from, like you, you have to talk to people about it. You have to, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you don't talk about it, you're never going to get better. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And I am like a living, I'm like a walking proof of that, you know, for years and years, I've suffered from anxiety from as far back as I can remember. And there were times I remember, you know, later in my teens, where I did go and see a therapist uh, for for things, but I never, but the thing I never did was I, I, or I didn't do was I didn't follow through with any of it. I, I would go once or twice and I'd be like, okay, I'm fine. But it was, it was more because I was so embarrassed and I was so guilt ridden about my anxiety and why, like, this isn't a big deal. Mental health. Oh my gosh. People are going to think I'm just, you know, this I'm weak. And and so for years I felt that way mm-hmm. and I didn't take care of myself and, and building this company, you know, from, from the startup to, uh, you know, to where it is now and having three children and, you know, um, a business that, you know, certainly goes up and down, up and down. That's a lot of pressure. And being yeah. a woman entrepreneur, it's a lot of pressure on us. And if we don't, in, in, if we don't take care of our mental health, you are going to burn out. And that is exactly what happened to me in 2018. I just, you know, one bad thing happened in this company. And it was so traumatic for me that it just sent me into a complete mental breakdown. I was having panic attacks. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was, I was a totally different person. I was drinking, I was smoking, which I don't do. I was, I was, I was out of control. Let's just put it that way. And there was nothing that I could do to stop it. I, I was having suicidal thoughts. I thought, you know what? my family's better off without me. I, I just started having, it, it was horrible. Like mm. I think back to that time and I think, God, if I had only gotten help sooner and not had let, and had not let myself get to a point where I couldn't handle that, that moment in time, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have ended up in a mental health hospital for six weeks. Right. <laughs> um, so, so mm. yeah. So my, my biggest message is just talk to people. Don't feel so um, like you're, you're not alone in this. And I get it. There is this stigma around mental health and it's getting better. I really truly believe that it is getting better, especially in the last two years, since everybody seems to be suffering from some sort of mental health breakdown. But even then I was, it, you know, it was still this stigma around it of, of it's a weakness in people. And, and I turned that around. When I came out of the hospital, I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to be an authentic, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to tell people what happened. And I didn't 
I knew that some people wouldn't understand. And I knew that some people would probably think I was weak and I wasn't a good leader and maybe even leave the company. And some did. Um, but I was willing to take that chance to make sure that other people didn't feel the way that I did and that they would go and get the help that they needed. Um, and it was way more, I mean, the benefits of me coming out and telling people my story far outweighs uh, the, you know, the people, the negative people who, who left. Right. So, so yeah, it's just, I mean, I can, you know, I have little things I do every morning. Like, you know, I have my journaling that I love to do. Um, I love to listen to music if I'm feeling depressed or down. Um, you know, I'm currently working with my doctor to kind of change my medication right now. Like all of these things are things I've been working through in the last three years, but it might not be what works for you. You have to find what works for you. But the first step, the very, very first step is talk to someone, go and talk to a therapist, go talk to your best friend, go talk to your family, tell them what you're going through you will find your tribe that will support you and, and help you through it. And there's yeah. tons of resources out there. Kids help phone for one is not just for kids. They have an adult line too. It's completely free. You can call the number and you can get someone on the other line crisis text line in the U S same thing. You can call there's someone on the other line willing to talk to you for free. So there are resources. You just have to take advantage of them. Yeah. And you have partnerships with both of those, don't you? Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. So um we'll, we'll share some links for those too. You you are so inspiring mm-hmm. and the as Maria said, you know, the honesty and vulnerability that you've that you've shown in in sharing your story is is it's so uh, we can't do everything ourselves. And I think that's the underlying message is that we, we can't, and we do need to ask for help and we do need to share. And you talked about, um, you know, developing your toolkit and how they may be um, different for everybody. So what mm-hmm. other thing could you give us maybe some suggestions on things that you've tried or um, things that you know have worked for other people? If, if journaling isn't something that that's for them. For sure. Okay, so what am I, so one part of my diagnosis is that I have, um, I have generalized anxiety disorder, which, you know, I always, I always laugh about that name because it feels like generalized feels very like, Ooh, it's just so generalized. It's so light <laughs> and it's not, it should really not be called generalized anxiety disorder. Right. Um, because it, it, it is quite, you, you know, one of the biggest things that I think that people with anxiety disorders we have is that we worry about everything we do, Mm -hmm. right? We worry about what we say, we worry about what other people think, we worry about other people in general, Uh, we catastrophize, catastrophize stories in our head, and they become these, these big, ginormous, horrible stories that Mm. we think are going to come true, right? And these are some of the things that I have to work through a lot still. And so in the hospital, what they gave me was, um, so I learned a lot of uh, CBD, CBT skills, CBD, sorry, CBD skills and DBT skills, you can go look them up online, um, what they are, but they're one of the ones that I still today currently use is this thought process sheet that I I have that they gave me. And so when I start to have these feelings of discomfort, or, you know, I'm worried about something that seems so unrealistic, like 99% of the time, the things that I worry about are so unrealistic. And so I have to write down what I'm thinking, like, 
for instance, oh my God, Haddon's going on a plane, plane's going to crash, she's going to die. Oh my God, I'm going to be all alone. So I write that down as my thought. And then I, 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 I have to look at the thought and go, okay, is this realistic? Is this actually going to happen? What are the facts behind what, how mm. is the, why this is going to happen? What are the facts behind why this is not going to happen? And I just have to write it out. It's called a, um, I think it's called it. It's like a thought process exercise, but that's one major tool that I have in my kit. When I start having these horrific yeah. thoughts in my head Amazing. to calm myself down. Um, that's one. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I, a lot of people say meditation. I don't meditate. I, I actually think of meditation as all kinds of different things. Meditation yeah. could be t- walk meditation could be listening to your favorite music medication meditation could be watching your favorite tv show so i have different ways of meditating it's not the traditional like i'm going to sit there and listen to somebody talk to me for five ten whatever minutes um but those are the things i just find joy in right music journaling um walking nature exercise is huge for me um so those are the those are the things that i tend to do but when yeah. I'm really in a bad spot, so that thought process exercise for me is 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 key, key for me. I love that. I know. I you say so that. many things and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I do that. I do that. I think it's all due. Yeah. I really think so. Yeah. yeah. I have a I have a book from so when I spent six weeks in the hospital, I was there full time. Uh li- you know, lived there, slept there, everything. And I left with a like an encyclopedia worth of notes and, yeah. and exercises um, a, like a binder full of stuff that I go back often. And I, I look through and I go back and I actually photocopy a lot of it from my friends who are going through stuff and yeah. they are working on it yeah. too. Right. It's, All of and those it, things. I yeah. And it's a journey. Yeah. I, it's not a, you're not cured. It's not a, no, it's, it's a journey. And I think sometimes we are maybe a little bit too hard on ourselves in terms of, you know, it's because we just recognizing that we need to go and find that toolkit of whatever works for us sometimes is a huge like acceptance of that Mm. you're taking care of yourself, that you're doing the things that you need to do. And that is a great first step because sometimes these things sneak up on us when we when you know they build up gradually so we don't always see them them coming but to recognize that we need to delve into that that toolkit is is I think the first step in self-care when I I just want to let everyone know too because Tanya you do such a great job on Wednesdays we talk like I I mean yeah I follow everything that you do so please go find Tanya online um because you know, just having those conversa- conversations the way we are now, being able to feel like it's okay just to talk and to hear and listen about all these different stories and other people who may be having challenges, super important. So go find Tanya on social media. Um, we'll make sure to include her handle in the bio, but I believe it's at Tanya Jashan. Um, yeah. Am I right there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Such, really such important. I, I, yeah. I love it. Thank you yeah, so much for sharing it's, it's that. It's really therapeutic for me too. 
Like mm-hmm. I need to write those. It's therapeutic for me too. And it's a constant reminder of the things that I need to work on still. And, um, and I, I get, re- I get so many people reaching out to me all the time. Every Wednesday, you know, it could be one person, could be five, 10, whatever. And they are always like, Oh, thankful. I'm so thankful you brought that up today. Cause that's exactly how I feel today. Or, mm-hmm. Right. And, um, but there's more people watching and not saying anything that's helping. And I know yeah. that. So that's yeah. why I do it. Love I think, it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of us sitting in the background watching what other people are doing, and um, I know. And not, it's, but it's sometimes just life's too busy, and so you're just catching it in the background while you're doing something else. So, um, yeah, so yeah, having it out there is the key, right? Yeah. Oh well, we're somehow almost getting to our last portion of this conversation, but see, we had so much to catch up on. Um, <laughs> So we're going to come up to our rapid fire section, which is like our favorite. But before we do okay. that, do you want to share what's next for you for Sipology? What's coming on the horizon? Because man, you've had such a journey so far. What's coming? Well, I am really excited to say, okay, so we started out as a tea company, but we are more, we are now more aligned with being a wellness company. Um, so two yeah. years ago, more than two years, I guess it was three years ago, we, we uh, launched our heal thyself line, which was a line of started off with a line of medicinal teas that were all uh, registered with the government of Canada. And they, you know, gave, you know, they healed you from like everything from upset stomach, insomnia, constipation, whatever anxiety. Yeah. And we really knew that we wanted to expand on that. So we introduced vitamin boosters, which we have like vitamin D booster and, and they're all powder form by the way, and delicious. So you can add them to anything. I'm not a pill popper. I'm not good at taking vitamins in a pill form. So I knew I I'm, was so thankful when we started coming out with this line of boosters, vitamin D, um, you know, multivitamin, uh, vitamin B complex probiotics gut health stuff. And now we just launched our super greens boosters, which is like, um, like you're serving of vegetables and fruit in one scoop. So you can take it three times a day and you're getting like three servings of vegetables and fruit through this delicious greens booster that you can throw in your smoothies and your oatmeal. And I just drink it with water and ice. Um, we're working on a collagen product. We're working on electrolytes right now. We are, we are (laughs) turning into a wellness company. That's That's amazing. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Amazing. And so now you have consultants all across North America too, right? So you have done the US venture now. So for anyone listening, if you're interested, go to sipology.com, find out the information you need, because really, I mean, we've tried so many of the teas. I have the steeper here. Like it's, you're right when you say like, you really have grown so much. Beyond those teas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. We'll always have tea. Obviously it'll be our I mean, that's a a product that started us, but it works well with the whole wellness system that we're creating, right? Teas hydrate you, teas are good for you. And we wanted to add to that whole wellness collection, just have the whole whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) So exciting to watch this journey of yours. So it is. Thank Thank you you for sharing so much of it. All right. Now, this is no pressure at all. Rapid fire questions are just for fun. Um, You can give us as much or as little as you'd like, but really just share the first thing that comes to your mind. And then somehow we're going to have to close this and say goodbye because we're so close to the end. Um, But it's been so lovely to talk with you today. 
All right. I think Grace is going to kick it off today. I am. We had a little chat beforehand. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite place in the world to be? Or where is your favorite place in the world to be? Oh, gosh. Italy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, been there Anywhere? twice. I'm actually leaving for Amsterdam this, this <gasps> Friday. Yeah, Friday, I'm leaving. Amsterdam. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, oh, oh I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh, oh no. love but, it. So that might be my new favorite place. But no, Italy for sure is my my happy place. Yeah. Anywhere in particular in Italy, just because I'm biased oh my and I'm gosh. Italian. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we've done we've done the Amalfi Coast all the way to um, to Venice, but I Rome. Rome is my place. I love Rome. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Love Mm -hmm. it. All right. In the quiet moments, where does your mind wander to? In the quiet moments, where does my mind wander to? Um, Huh. You know, I'm always thinking about what new adventure I'm going to go on with my family. Like I, I, I'm very aware of how time flies and, you know, my daughter just turned 14 and, you know, she's going to high school next year and on my mind constantly is what new adventure and memories am I going to create with my family, with my children? Cause it's going by so fast. Yeah. So yeah, in my quiet moments, I'm thinking of the next new adventure with my family. Yeah. So I think Beautiful. we're going to Calgary actually this this July for the Calgary Stampede. So we're going to do that. Nice. So yeah, that's that's amazing. We have daughters all the same age. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. She's like, yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. Um, What is something you like to do locally? Oh gosh. Go eat out (laughs) at restaurants. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love, I'm a total foodie. So Hamilton is like foodie central. We have so many great restaurants downtown Hamilton. Oh my gosh. Like, so I'm always like, you know, looking for the next great restaurant that I can go and try out their food. So yeah, definitely. I'm out there eating and drinking. (laughs) (laughs) And thankfully we can all do more of that now, right? Now. Oh, yeah. good weather too. The patios. Oh, Hamilton's got great patio. Oh, I know. Oh, oh that's amazing. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> All right. What was one of your favorite subjects in school? History, oh. uh, which is probably why I love Rome so much, right? Yeah. I love history and um, just walking around Rome. Like I remember my husband and I did like almost 40,000 steps in one day and we walked every inch of Rome and we walked, well, sorry, we probably didn't, but, but everywhere we walked, it was just like so much history everywhere. And yeah. I just, I love history. I love immersing myself in what, what was it like back in, you know, yeah. or 200 years or whatever. Right. Love it. Yeah. History was my favorite subject. So yeah. love it. Now, what was the last thing you got in trouble for? Last thing I got in trouble for, um, hmm, let me think here. <laughs> Probably when I backed into my husband's Lexus. Uh, that would be three times now. Um, yeah, so I think he thinks that I have it out for his Lexus, which is his baby. Like it's like a Lexus sports car. And oh, I don't man. know what happens. I just keep bumping into this thing. So how many? <laughs> More than a couple times? 
Oh, three times. Yeah. It's oh been three times. my goodness. <laughs> and I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just like I'm a magnet for like bumping into the car. And so the last time I did it, got pretty upset with me. <laughs> oh, I love your relationship. Like it's just, I love it. You work together. You just, I love it. You just have fun together. Well, this it's is a safe together. space. If you're jealous of the car, it's okay. We won't judge you. <laughs> There's like some conscious. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Oh my goodness. All right. Oh, this is the last one. What do you wish more women would do for themselves? Oh, oh gosh. What do I wish more women would do for themselves? Um, hmm. I think I really wish that I really wish women weren't so hard on themselves. Yeah. Right. I really wish that they would, um, and I, I'm so guilty of that myself. Like, I wish I wasn't so hard on myself. And I know so many women are like, whether it's, you know, the way that we look or the way that we act or the things we don't do or whatever it is. I just feel like women are so hard on themselves. And mm-hmm. I think that women are hard on each other too, sometimes. Yes. So I, I wish, yeah, that if there was one thing that I wish women would do more of is just support one another more. And, um, and, and, and not to be so hard on themselves. Uh, Everyone fails and failure is just a part of life. And uh, I think that, you know, the, the more failure that you have in life, the the more you're growing to be honest with you. For sure. Not to be so hard on yourself for the failures. (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, but it's so true though. Like the more you fail, the the more you're learning or there's a lesson to be learned there and you're not taking notice. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's definitely the fastest way to grow. Absolutely. And this was the, that's like the perfect spot to, close up here because really, you know, as we're all listening and we're all moving forward in our days, this is, this is really about this whole podcast. This whole thing is about, you know, telling and sharing stories, but really at the end of the day to help inspire and empower other women. And you've certainly done that here today, Tanya. So thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, you always do. You're amazing. You've been amazing. You really have. You really have. I loved listening to you when, when you did your keynote at the at the conference several years ago, it was so inspiring. It's just always stayed with me and how honest and just mm-hmm. authentic you've been. And just it's it's very inspiring. You're Thanks. a great well, role model for so you. many. <laughs> I am. So you guys have done such a great, great job. I'm going to be joining. I, I think, am I a member still? Or I think I might have just signed up again. I don't know. Well, I have to I don't know. We'll check, but you're, I mean, you are such a big part of this community too. Ever since day one, we've been sharing Sipology. You were our very first cover story on our magazine. So, you know, we're huge fans of everything you do always. Yeah. And we appreciate all your support too. I'm ready to jump back into some communities again. I, like I said, I, two years, it's been just sort of like, meh. I've been sort of like crazy, busy for one with the company, but me just being just sort of like, I don't know. It's we're all ready. Yeah. Yeah. Spring is here. It's a new beginning. We're all Mm -hmm. raring to go. Yeah. Excellent. Well, on that note for anyone listening, if you think of any other women who would benefit from hearing Tanya's stories, um, please feel free to share Revolution Her. We've proudly supported over 50,000 women and youth worldwide, and we're not stopping anytime soon. So please feel free to share this podcast. Go and find more information on Sipology and Tanya 
And as always, we are here for anything you need. We hope to continue inspiring and empowering you moving forward. Thank you so much. And until next time, uh, that's it. Take care and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Tanya. Bye. 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 Bye.